before we start the show, I want to let you all know the views, opinions, beliefs, and statements expressed are not necessarily those of 22 West Radio and Otaku Hourly. They are, in fact, of the host, guest, and or caller. 22 West Radio and Otaku Hourly hold no responsibility for the validity and or accuracy of information. Now with that out of the way, here we go. Show host Jonathan Joestar Beltran here. Welcome to your backdoor anime hangout that is Otaku Hourly. I'm joined with the crew. Marvin, a.k.a. Marth. Eurocast. And we also have Imagine. Imagine, can you hear us? Can, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm back. I said I'll be here back in one second. I had to grab my bag because I had a card there that I also need to share with us uh, later on. But yes, this is Matt Imagine sitting on the show. Great. Once again, welcome to your backdoor anime hangout that is Otaku Hourly. Today, we're going to be talking about AX 2023 Anime Expo 2020, yeah. Anime Expo 2023. And so, we're just going to go over our thoughts, uh, what we came here for, and also just notable things like cosplay, uh, what could possibly be improved, and cover about how this is the first year without any premiere badges. So, yeah, crew! I wanted to get your thoughts about what your experiences are like in Anime Expo because I think for me, this was probably the most chill Anime Expo I've been to. There wasn't uh, a whole lot that I wanted to go to, yet I think this was like a time for me to just, you know, chill, relax. Um, I haven't been since 2019 and yet it was a time for me to just, I don't know, bounce back with grace uh, about like interviews, about doing press work, and just catching up with old colleagues. It was a really nice time. How about for you guys? What did you think of this year's AX? I talked to like, I think all three of you and everybody else, but I've like mentioned this is the best anime expo to have gone because it wasn't hot it was like not scorching heat no scorching heat wave it was very breezy it was still hot but that's only if i guess you're inside and moving around but other than that it was actually really cool uh getting the parking's really easy getting around though not so much because it is still packed like the sardine there was a lot more people that attended this year than last year uh and so that's even surprising with the amount of badges that was sold and capped out so if you didn't go this year, you missed out, even though it's like chill and relax, as you were saying, Jojo. To jump on your statement to Jojo, yeah, this is the first AX I've attended since 2019. I skipped out on last year's Anime Expo, and I'll jump on to your statement too. imagine that this year's AX definitely was more cool. It was The weather was more tolerable than the past years. Parking, although... I'll say it was a little bit difficult <laughs> on my end, even though, yeah. <laughs> even though, like, sure, I, day one, I was trying to find parking around 11-ish, 11 a.m.-ish, 
didn't find parking until one. Um, Holy. Yes, that's how long it took me just going, making rounds around the Los Angeles Convention Center, the Staples Center. Yes, I will say Staples Center. I will not mention the other current name as it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, definitely, it was a much more enjoyable AX, even though, like you said, imagine it was, again, capped. Trying to get from point A to point B, still crowded, yes. Um, but I did enjoy um, the atmosphere. Again, it was just amazing to be back to attend Anime Expo, although I only attended the first uh, two days. Yeah, it was just fun seeing everyone else that I haven't seen in uh, a long minute. Yeah, Anime Expo this year was very, I guess, the, I forgot who put it, but chill experience. You know, trying to have some kind of like mini 6 to 6 experience there uh, with this food stuff. Uh, Beer Garden was also kind of entertaining uh, in terms of like what they had in the way of uh, getting performances. Entertainment Hall, Exhibit Hall also was a very unique experience. I actually had the pleasure this year being an EAC, which is make it simple, a third-party contractor for exhibitors, which let me see the Exhibit Hall early and with no crowd. So if you saw early on Instagram, I did post a bunch of like uninterrupted, uncrowded pictures of many of the boots there. And I got to say that a lot of the boots this year look really super cool. Um, in fact, I've noticed since 2013, since I had the honor of looking at like past exhibit boots uh, designs, I've seen how it has improved drastically over time, and it's really cool to see what new ideas people are, or these companies are bringing to the exhibit hall in terms of like showcase their brand. And it's just more than just showing off merchandise, selling merchandise, or uh, providing photo opportunities. Uh, it's more uh, finding a way to provide a unique experience to Anime Expo, and Entertainment Hall did that too. Uh, really cool stuff they had planned out, which we could probably go in more detail earlier, but I feel like Anime Expo, when it comes to the experience of what simply providing an experience outside of panels and performances, was very cool this year. Uh, it was really nice to see uh, all these kind of uh, aspects to confide to essentially add more to the table. Crowding definitely was, I think, the worst I've seen ever, uh, especially considering for day one. But, you know, when you combine a day one and a Saturday together, I think that's the expected result. Um, day three and day four is more of an indicator of how you can actually enjoy Angspo, which luckily I went to day three and day four as well, and it was very chill and very enjoyable. I'm hoping that they do improve upon that kind of stuff for future years. Of course, really hard considering it's Anime Expo and just gets bigger and bigger every year, but looking forward to what they have to uh, present for Anime Expo 2024. Yeah, certainly, because there is a lot that was just on the exhibitor and entertainment floor in terms of presentation. They really... Uh, went ham on that, whether it be just uh, arcade machines or like gotcha pulls or like full on obelisk like displays with like TVs, all that jazz, like just demanding your attention. It's it's kind of impressive just to see like or like a reminder of how much Anime Expo is for a lot of uh exhibitors as well as just the Japanese industry. This is just how much of an industry presence and benefit it is for uh, a lot of businesses to go there. And I'll say this too. I want to address this because I. it is the first year that they have done this. Uh, this is the first year where they actually had no premiere badge. And for those who don't know, uh, the premiere badge or premium badge means essentially that you could uh, 
skip out on lines. You could you have a whole designated area where you could wait in line uh, compared to uh, a lot of the general uh, attendees. Uh, you also get a chance to go to a lounge of your own. You also get to access to one of those like uh, convention bars that, that are just there. So I want to get your guys' input. Like, how did you feel about this year not having Premier Premium Badge? Um, Premier Badge access, honestly, as I feel like it has done pretty well, but I feel like I understand what kind of approach they were trying to do sort of on the back end. So Premier Badges, usually you get priority entrance, you get special stuff, you are treated like a basically close enough to being a VIP, except you're not. You just paid more money. I think this really just did better without having the Premier Fan Badge uh, overall because the whole point of the Premier Badge was basically just to skip lines. And if you can't skip lines as... If there's no other other uh, badge that's allowed to skip lines besides like press, industry, exhibitor, vendor, then all general attendees just have to do that. And so does all the exhibitors, vendors, unless they're part of that panel or like any other line, they can totally skip it. But if they're not part of it, then everybody's equal. They have an equal chance of getting in. And that's also a huge problem because that screws up a lot of people's day. Like, oh, I want to go to this panel. They go to it at that time. Sorry, this panel's been capped for like six hours. I'm like, what the heck? Why six hours? That means we had to camp here literally since the beginning of the convention. That's kind of crazy. Not that great of a thing. But I also understand what they're trying to sort of do with that is kind of like, I feel like they're kind of just trying to keep rooms filled and say like every panel was filled every to the brim because people were just basically trying to sit in just to get to the end to a panel that they actually wanted to go to. I agree on that uh, last statement that you mentioned, how people got to camp from the previous panels in order to get to the panel uh, attendees would like to uh, attend to. Yeah, I know AX this year, uh, they did not clear out the panel rooms from the previous panels, so that way the next wave of attendees to uh, sit down for their panels. They had to camp in the previous panel, so that way they can attend their panel that they want to attend. Speaking from experience, yes, I did that. Although I wasn't camp, well, I wasn't camping from the previous panel. I was camping outside of the line to get into the uh, RGG or the Ryuga Kotoku uh, Yakuza panel during day two. This year of uh, no premier badges, kind of sets that uh, where everyone is in a way treated equal. Everyone has an equal chance and equal opportunity to uh, wait in line for the panels that they want to get into. That's uh, quite interesting because, to uh, be honest, throughout my entire Anime Expo experience, I completely forgot about the Primer Badge. I never even had interest in Primer Badge as, as I was going through AX13 to uh, 2019. Uh, I was always jealous of them, but I never really felt like uh, truly impacted it. I know like there are some panels that would be filled up first by premieres by almost like over 50% of them maybe, and I would leave so little room for like the general attendees. Um, but overall, uh, it's a very unique, I guess, interest or take that Amex was doing this year. Um, I, for the most part, I kind of wonder like. How those who typically do buy Premier Badges are thinking about this, because I know most people did have the expectation like, hey, if I buy a Premier Badge, I can pretty much skip the lines, like all you guys all said. 
I believe they also had like one hour early access to Exhibit Hall as well, which does give them a benefit if they want to buy something more exclusive. Uh, maybe something like, you know, the first 100 people to buy this item will get a t signing ticket. Premier Badges had that opportunity to hop on that right away. So I guess in the sense, putting things more on equal gallon is fair. I know, like, for example, one of the things I was looking at was, I know Bandai Namco had a uh, item they were selling that if you were one of the first people to buy it, you can get a, I believe, a meet and greet with some of the Love Live voice actors, actresses. And if you had a Premier Badge, Premier, Premier Badge was a thing this year, and they had that one hour early access, uh, Premier Badge probably would have taken it all, and general attendees wouldn't have a chance whatsoever. Uh, so, yeah, it does bring away that kind of incentive for those who want to get it um because they want to enjoy more of the m experience without lines but at the same time it does also bring up the way bring an opportunity for those with general attendees to experience more of anime expo without you know worrying about uh panels being filled up uh exhibit hall item being exclusives being taken away early and all that kind of stuff um and uh, yeah there are a lot of people i've noticed people camping i know literally on day two I had a friend camp the ballroom for like, I don't know how long, from 10 a.m. to like 7 p.m. They camped it a whole day. They had to worry about waiting in lines um, just because they wanted to experience some panels in the end, but they also did enjoy the ones at the beginning. So, um, yeah, overall, it's a very interesting experience in terms of how Premier Badges were handled this year, or more like how they weren't because they were no longer being provided. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. I, I. I like to add in here too, where um, unfortunately I wasn't able to prompt up the question about premium premier badges with uh, attendees. I do know that uh, on two occasions we did a uh, press media back in 2019. I was talking with some premier badge holders, and I asked them, "So, like, do you think it was worth it? Just you know, doing this?" And they said, "No, honestly, because." Like they have to pay like so much money just so that way they could cut in line. They don't care about the any of the other amenities. They don't care about any of the kind of exclusive merch stuff. They kind of really just want to attend uh, the panels or any of the events early. And they have to cough up like I believe an extra $300 from the $135 that was already set there. And... And then on the second note, when I posted on the Instagram stories about this whole situation, what are your guys' thoughts? A majority of them said they kind of don't care that the premium badge is gone. I do think in general it is a good thing simply because it uh, levels out the playing field for everyone. I just think a nuance to that point would be like, well, how many is everyone? Because uh, X never felt this packed at least for day one and so i think uh, to a certain degree uh it's kind of like witnessing like how many people are in the crowd or in the mob and just coming in to get uh whatever they want or need because i could definitely say day one was everybody's shopping day and there were things in there that were already sold out like the love live uh event that you mentioned jay um yeah. i remember martha you and i we went shopping in a hey. in, in exhibitional there were things that were just sold out and we really wanted and we're like ah, dang. i mean for me my personal take uh on the line for a good small company uh i 
was lied to that this one particular <laughs> Nendroid was gonna be on was gonna be on sale for AX. It was not, and so uh, so I'm like I was really disappointed. But we were already in line, JoJo. I figured, all right, well, I'll still get something uh, here with Good Smile Company. But you are right. Yes, I agree. That's. Um, yeah, it's there's so many exclusive items or even non-exclusive items that they were uh, sold out within the first two days of uh, Anime Expo this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know one of them was for a kill a kill desk mat that like they had three days supply and that already sold out uh, on the oh. first day. Like that is how in demand these uh, uh, these things are. So yeah, no, what. We love we love consumerism in our anime community. Um, speaking on a different topic, I think one thing that is kind of interesting about going to conventions is scoping out like what is the most common cosplay that we've seen, like popular, um, notable. Because in hey. general, it, it talks about like what's in season, what is popping, what is uh, what people generally talk about. I'll throw in this because you three know, audience, you, you guys know I'm a big Trigun fan. I am genuinely surprised that there is a lot of Vash, Wolfwood, and Meryl cosplay out there. Like, just Trigun Stampede has done a number on Trigun's popularity. And I got to see a mix of, like, the old Vash from the 90s and then the new Vash uh this year 2023 and all i gotta say is i as a trigun fanboy i am so genuinely happy i am so thrilled that it, the series is getting the revival and the kind of resurgence and popularity uh as it got uh there is your usual demon slayers your tanjiros there is your uh uh what you call it your, your sailor moons there was a bunch of Marin Kiragawas. There was a there's actually a group of Gundams. <laughs> a bunch of people who, who actually had some this is actually pretty cool. A bunch of people that had Gundams. I was like, no way. They built their own Gundam suit. They were sweating like balls. But it was really cool. <laughs> and it was just very it was That's super niche. Impressive. But I was like hey. I was like, I'm sorry, but you guys you guys are cool, but I'm I would not want to do that. You're still cool. <laughs> um and then there's just a bunch of like uh, VTubers, Hololive, Niji yeah, Sanji, yeah. Shoujo, a bunch of those cosplayers constantly because the trend is VTubers now. Anime is like still like the huge trending thing, but so is VTubers because of just how they are. Just literally having something to interact with. Instead of just watching, now you watch and interact. Yeah, I mean like uh, the whole insurgence of VTubers uh, definitely peaked uh, during uh the um uh, the middle of the pandemic of course we can't go anywhere uh, so that's uh, basically the catalyst of how vtubers rose up to pretty much take over youtube and uh, become popular uh through that platform but that's all another uh, topic um another day cosplay for me um Sure, there was a lot of uh, Marin Kitagawa. Um, I think I saw the Gundam cosplayer that you mentioned, uh, Imagine. Uh, I did see a group of uh, Toad 
from Super Mario. No way. I, yeah, there was. <laughs> Yo, that's there was. sick. I kid you not, when I heard them like screaming around day one, I think around <laughs> Entertainment Hall, I was literally reminded of this one video of Toad covering uh, Chandelier. God, oh, I, forgot. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's so cursed. It's yeah. so stupid, but it's good. My, my, I know. My gosh, my girlfriend actually showed me the the, the music video, and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my throat's already getting ru- uh, mm-hmm. ruptured. Just imagine yeah. it. <laughs> Aside from that, me as a video, well, a gamer that plays. Genshin Impact, Honkai Star Rail. I haven't played uh, Honkai Impact 3rd, but there were a bunch of uh, cosplayers within that realm of uh, those three video games. I did meet up with one of my cosplay friends in the Hoyoverse booth, cosplaying as one of the characters and working, or I guess volunteering, along with them too. Uh, it's very interesting to see like how, or maybe more like what people want to cosplay as, and I actually kind of want to divide it more in like, two different categories. Um, because when you think about Genshin Impact and like VTubers, main, main, I think the main reason people like Genshin Impact is because they have such good character design uh, from both ways. It's just so fun to cosplay as them. And a lot more people who are experienced with cosplay obviously love cosplaying from Genshin Impact because the costumes are so unique, the characters are so fun to portray. I don't know much about VTubers, but I can say the character designs are absolutely amazing. I love to see a lot of them. I see clips on TikTok, Twitter all the time. I know nothing about VTubers, but every time something pops up on my TikTok, I'm like, I gotta like that. That shit's funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. But then also, there's also um, what do you call like, I like the idea of like cosplay is for everyone. And there's relatively more simple cosplays that people love dressing as. I've seen so many young children dressing up as Nezuko and Anya. Uh, it's a very fun kind of childlike cosplay to go with. Uh, Spike's family in general, it's a very simplistic one to do. JJK, Jujutsu Kaisen, also just putting on uniform for most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything with uniform, it's just uh, really fun to do because simply you just put on a uniform, you put on a wig, and there you are the character. And it's really fun, especially when you're part of a series that's much bigger, Spike's family and JJK specifically. Uh, you're able to find other people who dress up as them, and you can meet up with them because if you're going to dress up as. Some obscure anime, uh, that one isekai that only like five people watched last season, and you dressed up in their school uniform, you're not going to find that many people there. Um, which is why I think many of what most people want to dress up as is usually those more common ones. Spike's Family, JJK, uh, Dress Up Darling, it's just... Both of them are relatively... All of those are relatively easy to dress up as, comparatively. I know, like, eh, you might need to, like... Prepare, do a bit of pre- preparations uh, to get those cosplay readies, but many of these you can simply just order on Amazon, which is amazing. And there's a lot of people who actually do commissions on sites like Etsy and Fiverr, where you can uh, pretty much get that cosplay ready for you. So again, I'd say for the most part, many of the common ones that were easy to do were definitely going to be Joseph Darling, JJK, uh, Spike's Family. You saw a lot of those throughout Anime Expo, at least from my experience. But also the, a lot more complex ones, the people who spend so many hours making their cosplays. You mentioned Gundam too as well. I actually did not see any Gundam, but I can definitely believe that Gundam is definitely something that people would love to put their hearts into. VTubing, uh, Genshin Impact, anything from Hoyoverse in general will get get you a lot of attention. So yeah, that would definitely be the majority of what I saw at MX Pro. Of course, there's always a lot of different series out there that gets lots of love. There are so many cosplay gatherings every year, and it's always fun to just walk by. I'm like, wow! 
That's a cool series. I have no idea what you do, what they are, but you have a cool cosplay. Give me a high five. Uh, whoever you are, a guy with big sword with red clothes, I like you. Nice. I don't know where you are, but I'll see you next time, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's always fun to see people addressing what they love, but you know, it's always apparent what's the big animes this year. And you can even see like when you walk before you even walk to Emicpo, you can definitely see like Spike's family, uh, JJK, Naruto, and One Piece were like those big visuals on the wall that you see every time you walk before uh, before you enter the South Hall and West Hall. And that's definitely what a lot of people were cosplaying as. I didn't mention any Shonen Jump, but yeah, definitely One Piece had a lot of cosplays as well. Probably because they're excited for the live action, obviously. So, let's go. <laughs> yeah, and I'll also add to, like, Across the Spider-Verse. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a huge one. It may not be anime, but come on. Like, the amount of Miles Morales's, might have Spider-Man 2099, Spider-Gwen, especially Spider-Punk. You know, yeah. Obi brown Um... I'm not surprised that they would be in Anime Expo, given just not only how popular that movie franchise is, it's just a fantastic movie, which is besides the point. Uh, regardless, those are just the common cosplays. Now, with every Anime Expo, there's always something to look forward to and something that we primarily enjoy as highlights. So that's kind of what I want to cover right now. I want to ask you guys, what were you looking forward to and what were some of your highlights? Because I could tell you for sure, my two highlights were the first Slam Dunk premiere. And like, if I had to choose only like one more, it would honestly be uh, Mecha Ude. Yeah, Mecha Ude. And maybe Hi-Fi Rush because I'm the host. I get to do whatever I want. Uh, so yeah, uh, the first slam dunk, I, I just want to say thank you, G-Kids, for inviting me to go watch this film. I know that uh, slam dunk is outside of my generation for anime, and I think we're in a season where we are uh, seeing a resurgence of very familiar titles of that generation. So once again, Trigun, Slam Dunk, Rurouni Kenshin. Um, but let me just tell you guys, the first Slam Dunk, like I came in not knowing anything about the series. And after watching that, I am actually binging through the original series because this move me, this movie made me so exhilarated and excited. It felt like being in an NBA game in animation form and it was it was thrilling it was how should i say this blood pumping and i just felt so much adrenaline just watching this film like i felt so hyped uh and the film essentially is like like a basketball game happening like that is like the core of the whole movie while also being a a character study of one of its uh, main characters as to why he plays basketball, as to why he chose that to be the very thing he wants to focus on. It's enthralling. It's endearing. And I know it's coming in uh, this month, July 28th. And it is just such a fun, fun movie. Like, I know we did, like, a whole chant we it felt like being in a basketball game once again where we're cheering for uh our main team shohoku uh to actually win the game and while we know the ending 
we just know that the experience itself is not only just thrilling, it's also just really funny. They know how to really do comedy in a basketball match, which is um, surprising. Uh, so yeah, the first slam dunk was super hyped. Uh, if you guys are interested, watch it in theaters July 28th. You will not regret it. The second one is Mecha Ude. That's an anime series that was funded in Kickstarter from a Japanese animation studio from Fukuoka. Not Tokyo, Fukuoka. And they were able to raise about $67,000 to make a pilot, which will then become, one, a full-fledged anime series in the coming year, 2024, and just released a manga adaptation that is released now on the ASCII app. I did get to interview the creators of Mecha Ude, so that's also another reason why I'm announcing that too, so look forward to that. I will say, uh, much like the first Slam Dunk in terms of watching experience, this was also really fun. Like it's it's, it's essentially just a shonen about uh, a guy or a high schooler boy who happens to come across what can be considered to be the most powerful tool man has ever created, and that is the Mecha Ude. And, and the Mecha Ude is essentially like a sentient robot that is there to be your friend, uh, as well as defend you because, you know, shonen things. And his particular Mecha Ude is the most powerful. And so you're just seeing him kind of caught in this fray of different organizations that are trying to analyze his Mecha Ude, that is trying to take his Mecha Ude. And it's it's so much fun. I, it's been a while since I've had a shonen, particularly one that is uh, independently developed, make me so excited for an upcoming series. So yeah, that's uh, those are the things that I looked forward to. And of course, the Hi-Fi Rush one, I played the video game. It's essentially Devil May Cry, but with rhythm. And it's it's essentially just the behind the voice actors session where they talked about the whole process of what it's like to be uh, to be voice acting in uh, Hi-Fi Rush, what it's like to be in the studio, um, the development of Hi-Fi Rush because the original creator of the game was there. And uh, shout out to Rashawn Perry. Uh, for inviting me out to that uh, invite honestly came as a surprise because I already love the game and this was icing on the cake. So yeah, I do have footage of that and we'll be posting that soon on the Instagram. So yeah. So I was fully mainly interested in all the VTubing stuff because that's what I've been into for at least the past three years uh, since the debut of Hololive EN. And even right before that, I caught on to Hololive JP right before EN debuted. Um, but beside like all the VTuber stuff, I was also interested in like just ch catching a couple premieres, uh, meeting a bunch of people, and actually kind of checking out more uh, the vendors, visiting some friends, just see them every single time they come uh, have a booth at um, Anime Expo or any convention, because I'll see them here, I'll see them uh, if uh, another convention comes around, they'll come or they'll be, they'll possibly be there if they're able to get the booth. But it's just really the VTuber stuff. That's like really all I'm really into right now. Like even anime and manga, I'm not reading or watching too much. 
But when I do, it's usually the most popular stuff that's kind of happening right now. Like this past season was Oshinoko. Um, and I think this next upcoming season will be for Mushoku Tensei. That's going to come up soon. And there's actually a couple of things that's actually that was advertised during Anime Expo, which is also premiering on Crunchyroll. It seems pretty interesting to watch. I was like, that looks like it's going to be funny. I'll wait until it's done and then I'll watch it. Totally, yeah. I know Zom 100 is going to be one of them. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 is what everybody's really talking about, too. And, uh, yeah, I think those are the main ones uh, people are really talking about, uh, at least for the upcoming season. So, yeah. Yeah, so day one, I... Excuse me. I was not expecting to uh, do much uh, day one. I... Well, at least for my first two days, I didn't really have a plan of action. I know I missed out, like you said. Uh, imagine there was like some VTubing, uh, uh, let's see things going around, uh, Hollow Life cosplay gathering, especially. I missed out on that, but correct me if I'm wrong. I think at one point the uh, what's the guy? It's the CEO Yago was there. Yes, he usually does publicity stunts like that. He did that last year at Crunchyroll Expo when they did Hololive stuff. Uh, he tends to go to those meetups um, all the time. But the bigger thing this time around is that we see Yago all the time. He, he's always there like on camera. He's supporting his talent. He is a kind of a not exactly a talent first uh, kind of CEO, but because his talent has been able to bring a lot to the company, he's able to just support the talent even more um uh, the interesting thing is that the uh the other manager slash supervisor uh Achan, um she actually came this time around to enemy expo oh, nobody no knows way. what she looks like but she was definitely with yago she took pictures that she was like basically touring la she went to griffith observatory she had a bunch of food she was there at the concert she was probably she might have been there at the meetup but i would not have known i haven't seen them i haven't even seen yago in person uh i've missed each time because i was trying to sit in for panels because panels were full and i want to go see the panels mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I hear you on that. Uh, that's why Yago is the best girl in Hololive. <laughs> but going back on topic, uh, day one was when I found out I wanted to check out the uh, Ryuga Kotoku panel on day two. Like I mentioned, I think I texted to you at one point, uh, Jojo, that I wanted to attend this panel on day two, in which I did. That was the one thing I was looking forward to. The only reason why is because Sega, or actually, I guess, um, uh, Sega Atlas is promoting uh, their upcoming game, uh, Like a Dragon Gaiden, uh, the man who erased his name. That's literally the full name of this, uh, or the next uh, Like a Dragon game. And this particular panel that I camped for for a good, good amount of time, they featured uh, both the English and Japanese voice actors of uh, Kiryu Kazuma in this uh, panel. Literally, uh, the man uh, himself, Takaya Kuroda, his first time flying out here to LA and making a um, pretty much a public, uh, I guess, public, uh, I guess, uh, 
appearance. His presence. Yeah, public appearance, public presence to the overseas fans of Like a Dragon, the Yakuza series. And especially with the English voiceover actor, the YouTuber named Yong Ye, I, I am a huge fan. I've been following his uh, work for quite a while when he covered uh, the Metal Gear series, Death Stranding, and even uh, years, a couple of years ago when he covered the whole, oh, some, uh, not to be much in detail about uh, Activision Blizz uh, incidents. Uh, he covered those kind of video game news. And he does uh, voice acting as well. He actually voiced uh, one of the JoJo characters from Stone Ocean. And now, like, seeing him land this main role as Kiryu Kazuma, I definitely wanted to um, uh, see that, uh, see him and see the panel on day two. And not only that, actually, um, uh, get this, uh, imagine, uh, Kason was also there too uh, during the panel. Yeah, actually, the whole reason she was there is because she did, she joined a contest in Japan which the winner of that contest gets to be in the game. And Kason herself mm -hmm. is a huge Yakuza fan. She loves the game. She loves everything about it. Even her VTuber self, most of her identity is based around Yakuza culture. Um, and she won that contest. So she's in the game. So there's, she's, she, she's there. And which is also pretty huge considering all the stuff that Kason has done leading up to this point. Exactly that. Yep. So seeing Kason, seeing Young Yea, and seeing Takeya Kuroda all on stage during that panel was definitely my highlights uh, for me during uh, my AX, uh, first two days of AX, essentially. And I'm glad. I'm really glad that I camped out during the lines. Uh, it was well, well worth. And I got to see both Young Yea and uh, Kuroda-san sing Bakamitai. Together on stage, pretty Yo, much. That's sick. <laughs> that's fucking yeah. funny. And after that, I saw them like just do like a bro, you know, a bro handshake afterwards. And everyone, everyone was all hyped up for that. Honestly, it's really fun to hear you guys talk about stories about what you were looking forward to. There's so much content that you guys were excited for, from Slam Dunk to VTubers to anything else that you guys mentioned. Um, but at least from my part, I'll be honest, when I was thinking about Animal this year, I was not looking forward to anything. Uh, <laughs> for me, in Dang. general, what, when it came to Anime Expo, I know, like, I know, I mentioned earlier, like, yo, the Love Live event, I need to go to it. But for me, that was just more like, I'm gonna put on my plan because, uh, you know, I want to, but I don't have to go to it. Wow. And for me, with this year, just because my last Anime was 2019, the thing I was looking most forward to, to doing at Anime Expo this year, was going to Anime Expo with friends and just to hang out with them because. I know it's all about crowd. There's a lot of crowding. It's all about heat stuff. A lot of like Lion Con stuff going on. All that ghost. All those kind of memes. But for me, uh, when it comes to like hanging out with friends at Amex Expo, it's definitely something that I do value a lot. Just going, being able to like go to Exhibit Hall, take some pictures together, go to Entertainment Hall, play some games, um, look at the photo opportunities, experience what else there is to offer, suffer in the artist alley, and give up because the line is too crowded. Um, but it's fun <laughs> to suffer together. Uh, Lion Con definitely also is also very fun to, well, it's not, Lion Con isn't fun. Let's make it clear. Lion Con <laughs> is far from fun, but you it masochist. is definitely a good, it is a good experience for me in press. terms of 
being able to sit down with, with, with a group of friends and just talk with them. And sometimes, I know that one panel I went to specifically, I remember it a long time ago. I think it was like 2018 or whatever. I was alone from the panel. This uh, girl next to me was like, hey, what are you going to... She, she talked to me. I'm like, she wanted to talk about like this upcoming panel. I'm like, yo, let's, let's talk about it. And, you know, I made a good friend that way. And that's why when it came to Anpo this year, I'm just like, I want to go to experience the community again. Um, because I loved... You know, waiting in line with people, talking to them, um, you know, going to panels, going to events, and laughing together. I know, for example, when I went to the Lovely event, a lot of funny scenes popped up. It was just fun to see everyone laugh together. That's always one of my favorite parts about movies usually is when people laugh together. Um, and the people were just, like, shocked. I know I also went to the Pompo, the Cinephile um, screening with the director. There's so many funny moments in that movie that, uh, you know, whenever like that, I don't know what she does. She does that Fortnite dance, I think, and everyone just started laughing. And I oh, was yes, like, "Yes, yes, yes, <laughs> yes." I, I yeah, that kind about. of moment <laughs> is what I want for Anfield. Not the experience of like, say, going to the Slam Dunk premiere, but the experience of actually being with people to be hyped about the Slam Dunk premiere. I think, as it like a comparison, I didn't care about Slam Dunk at all in that case. I just cared about being with people to be hyped about Slam Dunk, and that's how I felt about what Pompo the Cinephile. How I felt about Love Live. That's generally how I felt when it came to like my pros to Amex this year. It's just to be with the community, be with the friends, and just have some fun. And that's basically one of the key points, I guess I could say. But if I were to talk about something specific that I kind of look forward to, but it was more of a last-minute plan, it was definitely Neon District. Mm. Um, I was completely shocked when I saw the announcement that Shaq was going to be there. And I'm like, huh. Yo, no way. <laughs> yeah, DJ <laughs> yeah. Diesel. My first was like, huh, all right, there's Shaq. He, he goes to anime conventions, and my second was, he's a DJ? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. How did that so, go? Yeah. I'm curious. Uh, in general, to my general experience with Neon District, because it was pretty much the first kind of like, what do you call anime rave I've been to at Anime Expo, and the second I've been to ever. Um, and it was super fun. Um, I'll be honest, though, um, I didn't get to see everyone, because that, 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 that Neon District is from like 8 p.m. to like 1 a.m., I think. Uh, and I'm tired. I want to go home. Uh, <laughs> I was there the whole day. I get that. I so, get that. Not that I didn't like the rest of the performances, but more like I was not meant to prepare to be there for I don't know how many hours. I don't. I don't do math, but eight to five, eight to one. Um, <laughs> so, but yes, music was great, and especially the first performance really highlighted a lot of what the industry could be because got a bunch of remixes of super cool anime songs. They played some series that I would never thought would be played there. Uh, of course, there's a lot of bullshit to rock. You know, yes. the big, that's, the, that's the big K-On right now is going on that everyone's talking about. Um, obviously, you need to play the Suyoko from Demon Slayer. You know, everyone, everyone, once you hear that Suyoku, everyone's like about to vibe. You know what I mean? They're going to like stand up and start pumping their arms. Because uh, everyone loves that song from Lisa from Demon Slayer. You know, opening one. And just a general experience of it. Um, so I got to see 2.5 experiences or 2.5 DJs. Unfortunately, that means... I didn't see the main show, which is Shaq. I left before Shaq happened. But I went on Twitter, and I saw some video tape recordings of it, and Shaq looked absolutely fun to watch. He, the way he interacted with the, the crowd. I think he even jumped in the crowd. When I say jumped, I mean he walked into the crowd. Uh, oh, okay. And I don't know if you want that tall man jumping in the crowd, though. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he definitely became part of the crowd and was just vibing with everyone. And, yeah, that looked super fun. I wish I stayed long enough to see Shaq live, but definitely the first two artists and the third one I saw half of was a fun experience. And I'm going to be honest, Neon District was my favorite part of Anime Expo. I know, again, I wasn't looking forward to much, so it makes it easy to put Neon District on the top for me. 
But it really does bring everything together for me from what I was looking forward to most when it comes to Anime Expo, which was just vibing with the community. I know when it came to like the VTuber concert, a lot of people met beforehand because they wanted to see who the community was. I know there's a lot of experiences. I know the Exhibit Hall specifically had like a slam dunk, um, kind of like booth experience that people can take pictures with. And you just saw people coming to get a lineup to become part of the experience. And definitely Neon District filled out filled that experience for me that I really wanted from Anime Expo. So yeah, overall, not looking forward to much, but I'm glad of what I got to experience. And I'm glad to see a lot of people also had the same experience, especially with your VTuber stuff, Slam Dunk, everything. I know people just had so much fun at Anime Expo if you don't count the crowding. So, yeah, I'm Anim happy for everyone, and it was fun. <laughs> Anime yeah, Expo. Out... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, sorry, JoJo, just out of curiosity, uh, Shudo. Um, any, did you see anyone with glow sticks or, like, pen lights during Neon District? <laughs> um... There were a lot of people who had like glow sticks, but I'll be honest, I was just more vibing with the music. People just you got the people were just mainly pumping their arms, being like, "Whoa, yeah, let's go, Demon Slayer, yeah, Suyoku, you know." Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is that general vibe. Uh, if people, uh, so I, I would divide Neon District into two halves. There's the there's the front half where it's super compact, super crowded. I went just vibing, and it's the back half that's like a high school prom or high school dance where I went just like vibing around, not knowing what to do. The, my, when I was like leaving Neon District and I saw that second half where it's just very empty, people are just sitting around listening to vibes to music. There was some guy with a glow stick who was doing full Wotogate dances. Hey! You know, Tommy Marvin. Yeah! Um, <laughs> unfortunately though, for the front half, just because it was so crowded, no one had room to do Wotogate. Uh, for the most part, mosh pits weren't allowed to occur in um, Neon District. Of course, no one cares about that, so a mosh pit did form. Uh, but there wasn't <laughs> nice. really any like Wotogate performing going on. Maybe people had glow sticks that they were just waving. But again, limited space. It was more just to pump your arms and with the glow stick for the most part. So it sounds like next Neon District, Marvin and I need to open up a pit to do Otogay. <laughs> I mean, you can. No, no, I want a mosh pit. I want a mosh. I bet. Cool. We'll go <laughs> make, make a mosh it pit just for Otogay and like just start being. All right, you're next. Go. Come on, come on. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Come yeah, on, your moves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm coming in. Coming in full colored blast, man. It's gonna be sick. I know, <laughs> Jay, your Anime Expo experience can be summed up as, like, Anime Expo was the friends that I made. I was literally thinking about that, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, wow, wow, Shirokaz, you, you made us. Yours is so wholesome, and I, I'm my heart is genuinely warmed by that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. There are people who like anime that I could talk to. Like... If I can add on, do you recall that time we were in a press room? I forgot her name, and I know you talked to her most of the time when she was talking about that big mecha that was in the somewhere in Anime Expo. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah, It was Hiromi. just so fun to talk with her. I know, again, I talked to her for like, I don't know, 10, 20 seconds. But just the experience of communicating about, you know, things we saw and, um, you know, just talking about our experiences and what we saw and our thoughts on this particular statue thingy that i don't recall the name of by a engineering company that had nothing to do with anime yeah miru actually miru. one of the that was actually yeah miru it was actually like i don't mean it's a boring way or like a just a lackluster way but i actually generally enjoyed that talk and i was sad that i had to leave early during that conversation because i would want to talk with her more and i wish i had more experiences like that in the press lounge in the quiet lounge whatever else was vibing even entertainment hall, I get to talk with some people, but of course things move along way too fast, and you just can't stay in one place too long, especially when there's crowding. Um, but it's always fun to just you know talk to people and 
network in more fun social ways, but also in a professional way because, uh, you know, connections are nice. But <laughs> Certainly. That, that was definitely fun, and that was definitely one of my favorite things from Anderson, oddly enough, this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the, the community being built around, and I think in a way that, at least for someone who didn't attend Anime Expo last year, kind of... It's kind of the rekindling of the community that honestly what makes conventions, especially Anime Expo, so so intriguing and so fun because, you know, you get to bond with people of different different roles, different uh, places and different tastes and different generations. And it's, I don't know, just the ability to really bond with people for this very thing we call like mm -hmm. like anime fandom it's kind of beautiful shirakaz you just reminded me of that i'm like oh yeah we did talk to people and those were people fun do exist yeah yeah exactly i'm not that here. the lines yeah like <laughs> it's like so basically everyone being in a line is kind of a dope thing because now we could now we could all share in the experience of waiting in line I mean, that's it's a big meme, LionCon. No one likes LionCon, but every year people are like, oh, yo, hype for LionCon, let's go. It's yeah. that kind of community effort of, like, hating LionCon. That makes it so fun. I know, exactly. Like, we are just, we find ways to, to make something fun out of something so miserable. So, <laughs> I, I love that. I, I love that. It becomes that. a collective, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all surround ourselves to suffering. It's wonderful. I know we're going to the end of our program. Is there anything you guys would like to see improve for AX? I know for me, since we all serve this press media uh, as Otaku Alley, I honestly think just some clarification about like which panels get press access or like a press seating because some panels are just kind of like a free-for-all and some are actually have allocated places for press media outlets so just some clarification for that that'd be nice i don't know if there's really too much with even doing stuff as press i mean we have we had our lounge and funny enough that lounge was actually used for one of the um as one of the interview or junket interview rooms a long time ago that's actually where we did interview the love live voice actors and idols i think 2019 2018 i think i was there for oh that yeah um, yeah we yeah. did do that you guys didn't um, invite us <laughs> you guys were wow, press media. You weren't there. I know dude. I wasn't there. <laughs> Sad. But, um, Continue. <laughs> I feel like they were kind of low on manpower. I don't know. That might just be a me thing. They're still sort of low on manpower, and there's still a little bit. But there's actually a lot of better communication. Absolutely, a lot more communication as far as I know, because there was a lot of like making sure that people understand where to go and that there was no miscommunication about press and stuff. So, uh, in my opinion, I, as I said at the beginning of this, I really think this Anime Expo was the best one to go to. There was not that much outside of crowding and uh, stuff to do. There, I, I don't really think I can name too much off the top of my head right now. I think I've mentioned it before, but other than that, I think they did a pretty good job this year. One more thing that I did want is like, I want a better arcade. That's just all I want. <laughs> Lost Levels there is cool go. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Lost Levels is cool and everything, but I, we want more than just old games and DDR. We want more than that. 
There we go. There yeah, we go. Two DDR machines. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> there was two DDR machines, or it was a pump it up machine. Basically the same thing. There was two of those. So you three. want three? Yeah, three or four. There you go. That was actually what I was gonna get get eventually get to. I was like, there was something I didn't like is the arcade. There we go. Nice. I'll agree with you. I imagine yes, arcade. Um, yes, more machines, please. But if there's anything on my end that needs to be improved, I, I'll mention it. But I don't think it can be improved, which would be parking. Mm. Again, what can, there's so much you can do with parking. Again, uh, parking inside a convention, it's already limited. Uh, I mean, shoot, LA is. You know, it's already busy as is, downtown LA especially. And there's so much that's like, what's it called? You can't really control much. If anything, I would encourage uh, attendees to uh, ride share, Uber, uh, Lyft, Metro. bus, Metro. Metro especially. Yes, yes, definitely. I would encourage uh, those alternative methods of transportation to get to the uh, venue safe and sound and coming back home safe and sound too especially arcade yes uh more machines and i do kind of agree with that uh, too imagine as well while well, you mentioned about manpower maybe more volunteers uh needed to manage uh to called the venue uh more efficiently i'd say what where were you looking for parking <laughs> oh gosh well, I mean we every time we got there it's usually around like in between 9 to 10 uh, the first day of course it was really really bad because that's everybody that's still flying in trying to get in and they're all trying to like get there and get to their hotel and stuff like that but, like after that it actually calmed down a lot but the first day there was um in the LA Live the West Garage that had parking and I was like, I waited behind that long line on the highway just to get in. I was like, oh my god, let me go already. I need to pee. I held my pee for like about an hour and a half. I used the bottle. No, <laughs> I was the one driving. I couldn't get out of my car or do that. But uh, there were all these people were trying to get into the LA Live West Garage parking because you know convention center parking is already full. They can't go anywhere. Uh, LA Live. That's where everybody else was going after that point. And I was like, I'm pretty sure there's like two entrances here. So I skipped that entire line after like I dropped some people off, went around, went straight up past these people, went around, turned right like in between that like walkway where the JW Marriott is and the garage. There's an entrance right there, open, just press the ticket, go in. I went in, looked around for a parking spot. Uh, I think there was a security guard down there, one of the guys helping with parking. He flagged me down. I was like, hey, park right here. You're good. Park right here. You're good. I was like, yes, sweet. So it took as soon as like I skipped that line, it was it it, it was like all oh, relief. Less than maybe five, ten minutes of like going in where I was like, all right, I got to use the bathroom. Time to go. Hey, nice, nice. <laughs> Honestly, I went round around Figueroa and whichever that's uh, street. I can't remember. I think 12th. 12th Street, Figueroa, going all around. I exited off the 10 and uh, entering Pico Boulevard. That's when the bulk, I guess the first bulk of uh, traffic I hit because it was so gridlocked. Everyone was trying to get into, I believe, the, um, I think, the West Hall parking garage. And I did see the West, uh, let's see, West's, 
let's see, West Garage and LA Live, but that was already closed when I tried to make my rounds. Eventually, though, oh, okay, yeah. Eventually, though, I did find parking in the South Hall. I just, I was just an idiot trying to like、uh, find parking myself because like, oh, they're like flagging some cars to go there, and and here's me like ignoring that sign, that simple sign of the the、uh, security guard flagging people go this way. But then again, it was like it was closed on and off for a good a while. But then they opened it up at one point, and it's like, okay, I'll take my chance. I'll just go there. And luckily, I did find parking at the first floor. Yeah, I believe first first floor of the、um, South Hall、uh, garage. Hey, nice. Yeah, but it was not. Oh God, it was not worth the、uh, wait or the long. <laughs> Uh, just three making、loop. hours. Woo! <laughs> yeah, no, that's still terrible. Regardless.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna take this question in a different direction. You guys both took, because、uh, I know you're just talking more about like parking, that kind of stuff, manpower.、Uh, but for me, I'm gonna talk directly about what I felt was missing from Animex for from for, from what I really enjoy.、Um, I don't know if like you guys went to like Animex for 2017 and 2019, right? Maybe you guys have. Yes. 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 Absolutely. There's, yeah, there's like two things I remember vividly very well from those two years that I very much enjoyed that just felt missing in Animex Poll. Even like from 2017, this was gone from like 2019 and 2022 or 2023 as well.、Um, is that I'm looking for more things to do. Like, how do I explain?、It? Like, when it comes to Animex Poll, there's anime and there's the expo part. They have a really good job. They did a really good job on like getting the anime stuff together. The art style looks great. Exhibit halls again. I mentioned like the the booth experience has improved drastically over the years, and even the entertainment halls. These these designs look amazing, and it's really cool to see how that happens. But when I went to Amex 2017, one of my favorite things to do there was you know go with my friends and try out all the virtuality stuff they had there. It was a really fun experience. Virtuality has almost never has been virtually gone, uh, <laughs> virtually gone for a long time now, and. I just wish they had more things to do that wasn't just you know taking pictures,、uh, you know directly playing video games on a controller,、uh, shopping. I look forward to more of these other fun experiences you can do. And Animex Pro 2019 experience specifically. Don't know if you guys know about this, but do you guys know about the Animex Pro 2019 Bubble Zone? No, I've never heard of this one. Actually, I'm sorry, I Ooh, do you not recall. Missing out. <laughs> yeah, what, what what goes on there? If you we call it a cancer hall where the Ars Alia is, is always the thing next to it called the Annex, right? You guys、mm-hmm. know about the Annex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so in 2019, they had what we call the bubble zone, where you enter this zone, and you just play with bubbles. Uh, if you check my Instagram out, you can see that you can see、uh, I have videos of me playing with bubbles there. But Larry, when I was when I walked to the、uh, the Annex and I saw that there was bubbles, I'm like, this is the best part of Anime Expo. I need to go to see. I need to go play with these bubbles. And I just had so much fun playing these bubbles, and I feel this feels like Anime Expo needs to have other experience that isn't just focusing anime. I know it's called Anime Expo for a reason, but when I just feel so deadlocked when it comes to just looking forward to only the exhibit hall, the RS Alley, the panels, the screen, the concerts, all themed around anime.、Uh, but many of these things are really hard to enjoy with friends. When it came to that VR,、um, virtuality stuff, it's so much fun to make make fun of what's going on in the virtuality space. When it comes to even the arcade, the arcade era to me was kind of very was very very lacking, especially since it was like you had to pay to join the arcade experience. 
Uh, there was some like fee you had to go to pay for like per hour or per day to enjoy the arcade, and I don't like that because I just want to like go go with my friends, maybe play some Mario Kart, maybe start some VR virtuality stuff, or go play some bubbles, and none of that was there. It just felt very like I had to. I'm either shopping or looking at art, or I'm going to a panel. And not going me wrong, all those things were very well done. Uh, these panels were very fun to watch. Again, these boots were really fun to enjoy. Photo opportunities look so great. The cosplay, um, but what do you call it? Uh, cosplay guarding sites and the cosplay uh, photography areas they had in the exhibit hall were all well done. But I just miss having that experience where I can just go up to the Nintendo Switch and play ARMS, Mario Party, Mario Kart. Go up and look, enjoy some virtual reality with some friends, and most importantly, they didn't bring back the Bubble Zone. You guys didn't even know what the Bubble Zone was. That's how that's how much you guys are missing out. Yeah, look it up on my Instagram at Bubble Zone. That was literally one of my favorite parts of Amexpo. Again, again, most of what I look forward to Amexpo is what there is experience with friends. And to me, this year, the the best part of like what I I did with friends was literally wait in line with them. And I felt like I wanted to do more than just wait in line and suffer in the artist exhibit hall crowding. If that makes sense. <laughs> no, totally. It, it, I, yeah, go I uh, let's see. I think the non uh, to jump on your thing, uh, Shudo. I think the mm-hmm. the non anime thing I've done in Anime Expo was actually just sitting down at the tabletop uh, area and just mm-hmm. playing board games. Yeah, I think that could be um, something that uh, to support your claims. Like, yes, Anime Expo, all about anime related stuff. But I think for me, yes, just enjoying the tabletop area on the almost at the end of day one. Just sit down, relax, and enjoy some board games, pretty much. Yeah, definitely. I do miss having... Again, I know, your focus should be anime, of course. Whenever you're planning an anime event, anime is the focus. You don't be pushing aside random content that has nothing to do with anime in terms of priority. But definitely, when it comes to just hang out with friends, sometimes it's just... Doing tabletop games, playing some uh, other kind of games, it's just more impactful in terms of a community sense than just going to a panel and watching some guy talk or, um, you know, watching a screening. Uh, there are a lot, there's a lot more of a community sense when it comes to, uh, you know, tabletop gaming, popping bubbles. Please bring back the bubble zone, Anime Expo. Do it. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> do it, Anime Expo. Gonna, I'm going to get that Bring Anime Expo 2024. I'm going to get a sign that says bring back the bubble zone. It's funny because I'm pretty sure Amazon has nothing to do with it. It's probably the company that requested to join there. But I'm still going to put the sign anyway and, and request to bring it back. Because that was really one of my favorite things in Anime Expo 2019. Uh, so yeah. Need more of those kind of like community experiences that just don't rely on anime. Well, of course, we want the anime ones too. But we need. I want to see more. Where, more kind of experience in both the entertainment hall, the annex. Uh, just in general, just vibing and having fun. That, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring back the bubbles, Anime Expo. Thank I'll you. I actually talk about it. I think I actually do remember seeing the uh, bubble zone downstairs in Kensha Hall. I never went into it myself, but I was like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. That's a really good idea. And then it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> it never came back. Anime Expo. Bring back the bubbles. That'd be Ooh. dope. Anime Expo, bring more DDR stations. Yes. Oh boy, imagine kid like bust a move. More DDR, more actual other games. I'm tired of seeing old cabinets. It's great. It's a lovely experience, and especially for anybody else that has like, oh, I haven't seen that game in like 20 years. I want to play that now, and I can play it for free because I paid $130 for this badge. Oh, yeah. 
and uh anime expo um i don't know how you're gonna do it but uh please do something about parking that'd be nice so that way you don't have one guy circling around three hours uh to get all that done <laughs> yeah 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 and also anime expo just as a press media outlet just let us know which rooms have press seating and which ones don't that'd be kind of cool but definitely yeah 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 other than that yeah no i'm glad to hear everybody for the most part enjoyed their anime expo and uh, for what it's worth ax 2023 was a solid year it's a solid convention I know AX2024 is coming soon, or rather next year, obviously. And yeah, I, I hope for the best for whatever the programming, whatever the paneling, and whatever kind of events that may come. More bubbles, more DDR, more parking. All right, with that being said, I'm your show host, Jonathan Joestar Beltran, here with the crew. Right, I'm the first one up top. Matt, imagine. <laughs> exactly. Um, this is uh, Marvin, a.k.a. Marth. Shurikast here. We'll see you all at the next Otaku Wireley. Alright, peace out, y'all. Have a good time, have a good night, and uh, enjoy your life. Yeah, see you all Thanks the next... Thanks for tuning back- in. Yeah, oh. see, see you all at the next Backdoor Anime Hangout that is Otaku Wireley. Peace out, y'all.